Chapter 19 The Mentor Tome Mentor Tome An Extract Translated into English in 1994 by Janet Planet Available in 8.7 billion languages Located in Brainport No. 796720010108, Section 1 An Introduction of Sorts This book is an acting guide for all ovarian envoys traveling to number 7967200108, or Earth, as it is known to English speaking natives of the planet. First of all, congratulations on passing your entrance exam and successfully transporting to Earth. The suns are shining. I make no apologies for using terms and a language unfamiliar to ovarians. This is all part of the learning process. As translator number 2019, I feel it is my honor and privilege to pass on some of my own acquired knowledge. I first arrived on Earth as part of the Millennium Convoy in the Earth year 1983, now known as the Berners Lee Batch. Number 1. Earthlings do not call themselves Earthlings. At this point in translation, Earthlings are currently transitioning into what they are calling globalization. It is a tricky adolescent stage. See the updated Chapter 7, Growing Pains and Major Setbacks, for more information. Number 2. Globe is another English word for Earth. You will have learnt in training that there are around 6,000 spoken Earth languages. In English alone, there are approximately 170,000 words in use. I recommend saving on brain space to only store around 9,000. Number 3. Earthlings believe it is the year 1994 AD. They have agreed collectively on coordinated universal time, although no one can say why this is shortened to UTC rather than CUT. Number 4. Earthlings have, very recently, invented the World Wide Web with a huge helping hand from our native renegade, Tim Berners Lee. For more information, see Chapter 80. Why envoys should not intervene. Earthlings are, at best, confused by the opportunities of a global information source. We continue to observe their progress. Number 5. At your own peril, eat a Donner kebab. Before we get down to the nitty gritty, let's remind ourselves why we're all here. Nobody knows for sure, and never forget it. Your atoms have been transported over 1 billion Earth miles to get here. If you're feeling strange, it would be odd if you weren't. Oh, shut up! screamed Polly into the cosmos, putting down the book on her side table. Why did that noise have to sound when she was utterly absorbed, not a moment ago, in the world of over there? She flung a dirty look at the bin. Where her laptop merrily pinged, buzzed, and bleeped away to itself. What would life be like without those lousy things? She wondered. Would I be a different person?
Would I be different? Who am I anyway? What makes me me? Whoa, big question. She forced her eyes back to the book. It was a strange kind of book. She'd never looked at it properly before now. It was sandy to the touch, soft, yet it felt warm when sinking your fingers into it. It had the most beautiful aroma when opened. Polly had never visited a rainforest, but she assumed it smelt like the mentor tome. Now and then, Polly would be so distracted by the smell that she stopped reading and gave the book a good sniff. There was something else about the book, too. When she held it, she felt calm. It felt too precious to read in a bad mood. Picking the book up again, she continued to read. Your atoms have been transported over one billion Earth miles to get here. If you're feeling strange, it would be odd if you weren't. How could I ever begin to describe to you what you were about to experience on Earth? I can't. For one of the smallest planets in our thus far discovered universe, it is deep, rich, and hugely divided in a way ovarians have not experienced for thousands and thousands of years. Humans still die on this planet, and it is fascinating to see how this shapes their lives. Humans live to die, and every single interaction is based on this fate. In the mere 100 years that they have on this planet, almost all their thoughts, time, and energy are focused on themselves. You may find that many humans barely even acknowledge you. Do not be insulted. A good envoy is an undetected one. Hi, Polly. Polly blinked. Was the mentor tome talking to her? She looked back carefully. She could do without going mad. She already had a long-distance alien boyfriend. It wouldn't take much. Yes, Polly, I am talking to you. I see you are not familiar with how a mentor tome works. Polly looked around and then back at the words on the page in front of her. A mentor tome works in whatever way you choose it to work. You decide what you want it to say and do. If that's true, then what was that first section about? Polly spoke out loud, feeling very self-conscious. You wanted to know about ovarians and their experience of the earth, didn't you? The words continued to appear from nowhere in the little book. Yes, thought Polly. This is weird. Well, then that's what I gave you. I delivered it in a way that you would find most interesting. Are you real? She asked in wonder. Good question. Yes and no. Oh, thought Polly, another comedian. But out loud asked, Can you read my thoughts? How else could I respond to you? Yes, I can read your thoughts. Uh Uh-oh, thought Polly, as an erect penis with a flag on it popped up in her mind, seemingly from nowhere. Are you a genie? No. You have a bit of a thing about genies. You asked Donald if he was one several chapters ago. So I did, remembered Polly. Talking of Donald, how do I get to over there? She quickly cut to the nub of her worries. Are you sure you want to go? 
you might lose your mind or be forever lost. It's highly unlikely that you'll be able to come back to earth and you'll be leaving your brother and all your friends behind. The unknown wasn't scary. And as for losing her mind, well, the horse had already bolted on that one. Still, there was so much of earth she hadn't seen. When she considered leaving it behind, it felt more precious to her than ever. She thought of all her friends. She'd hardly seen Nick, Phil, Glenn, or anyone for months. They'd understand. And surely they must have the internet on over there. As for Bert, she hadn't seen him for ten years. So what would another ten matter? What have I been doing these past ten years? She wondered. A pie chart appeared in the mentor tome entitled Polly Fairwald, Time Spent in the Last Ten Years. It read, 47% sleeping, 19% eating and cooking, 12% working, 11% thinking and making plans, 10% in the pub, 1% on the toilet. Polly found the summary of ten years of life a little disappointing, but, on reflection, she was pleased with the results. She had loved it and would do it all again if she had the chance. What came next? More of the same? Too long she had spent inactive, directionless, held still. She loved her friends dearly, knew that they would understand, and that somehow she would see them again. But, in truth, she wasn't sure if she could actually come back. How likely is it that I will see my friends again? She asked the mentor tome. Highly unlikely. That isn't impossible, she thought hopefully. Almost impossible, unless you intend on living forever. Who wants to live forever? wondered Polly. But before she could read the answer, the doorbell rang.